This situation is so unusual that you have to let go at one point. The maintenance workers are not working right now. It's a part of you and it's a part of Pepperdine. To send students home, that's the opposite of what we want to do. It's extremely sad. It's October 2020. It's been around seven months since students were unexpectedly sent home from their international programs, given days or even just hours to pack. So what do these programs look like now? Can students return in the spring? And what does this mean for the future of IP? Welcome to The Graph, Pepperdine Graphic Media's news podcast. I'm Ivy Moore. And I'm Lindsay Sullivan. We recently sat down over Zoom with news editor Ashley Malreader and senior reporter Emily Shaw. They are writing a series of articles, each focusing on an abroad program. Let's consider Emily our guide to Heidelberg in London and Ashley our guide to BA. In this episode, we're talking about the Buenos Aires, Heidelberg, and London programs. Ashley spent last year in BA until the program was sent home due to COVID. Emily is a sophomore who would be in BA this year, but the program was suspended for the fall. Here's Ashley. There's so much going on in each individual country, and I think it's easy for us to forget that, like, it's not just the United States going through this right now. And so I was just curious, honestly, as to what everybody was doing, because all of them have very different situations. So Argentina is in, like, the strictest quarantine, like, globally, Uh, the Florence director, it's just her in this big villa and her dogs. And the London director was pregnant this summer. Like everybody's got a very different story. But yeah, it was just kind of this idea of like, what's going on and what is IP right now with no students? Because this is also the longest stretch of time that there have been no students studying abroad from Pepperdine, which is kind of crazy if you think about it, like in the 40 year history of IP, this is the first time they've had no students for six plus months. And so it was mostly my own curiosity. Ashley published the first article in the series last week, documenting BA. She spoke with Travis Hill Weber, the BA program director who began his time in BA just shortly before the program was sent home. We'll get to them later in this episode. For now, here's Emily. So I spoke with Heather Party from London. She's the London director. And then I spoke with Daniel Dougherty, who's the director of the Heidelberg program. General gist that I got from the both of them is it's kind of similar where it's like things started to seem like it was getting better. But then, you know, I think people became a little bit restless and then perhaps things started to open too early. Suddenly in July and August, people had the feeling, oh, okay, we're going back to normal life. Things are going to be fine. And then suddenly, just a couple of weeks ago, at the end of August, the numbers started just going up again. Daniel Dougherty is in his 28th year as the Heidelberg program director. So he started at Pepperdine in 1993, and he also teaches literature. So he's a professor as well. And he, was, he said it was interesting because there wasn't even the internet when he started, and they were literally sending faxes and things like that. The story of what happened this year is just, it's unique. I mean, I've never had anything like it. I've had crises in the past. There was the, um, obviously, 9-11. There was the Iraq War. 
Um, obviously, there were moments that were tense, but never in my career had we did we have to make the decision, you know, we're suspending a program, sending everybody home. That was really hard. It was really hard. I mean, we had to announce this to the students. It was very dramatic for me, for them, you know, uh, uh, an extraordinary town hall meeting on a Sunday in Morehouse and, and announcing this to everybody was very dramatic. It was very, you know, even the professors sitting there, we had to watch out to not, not become too emotional because mm -hmm. here we are just knocking six weeks off of the end of the program. You know, there's fatigue just because we're working around the clock and there's just the emotions of saying goodbye to everybody. So, Both of them, definitely a common thread between the two of them was they're very sad. I feel like the house at the facility is, feels very empty um, without students kind of running in and out and exploring the city. Um, so that's definitely something that they, they emphasized. Um, and then Heather in particular, she was pregnant during lockdown. So she had a baby during that time. I was just at the, at the Pepperdine house today, just looking at the ping pong table in the back, in the art, like back terrace thinking, oh, I wish there were students who could be playing ping pong on that table right now. It's very sad. <laughs> it's extremely sad. Morehouse is so empty. And I sit there and usually, you know, usually I have to close my door when it gets so loud and it's just complete silence. So, yeah, it's I try not to get depressed, but it, it's a sad atmosphere to have a, a big house that's completely empty. The question that's on everyone's mind now is, can students come back in the spring? When we talked to Emily, she said that both Heather and Daniel emphasized how little control they have over whether students can come next semester or not. It's all based on the health authorities. And also right now, that's based on the fact that the airlines, I mean, American citizens cannot fly in mm. to Germany right now. We're absolutely preparing for our next semester. I feel like that's something we think about every day. In the in the program, we've we've been trying to um, trying to keep ready to stay ready for students to come, and so part of that means keeping the house ready. Um, the Pepperdine House in London is this Victorian um, building that was built in um, eighteen seventy five, and um, it it just always needs a lot of care and attention. And so we're just um, all just trying to. Um, all hands on deck. Keep that keep that building ready um, for students to come come and make it their home, um, and um, planning for for future terms. And obviously, things are changing, and so that means that we have to learn how to hold classes differently. And what does that mean for social distancing? And so we are spending a lot of time trying to prepare for that. Um, we're also talking to prospective students who are who have just applied. Um, and so there's been, we've had a lot of one-on-one -on -one conversations with students who are really excited about London. And so it's been really, really um, fun to meet the new freshman class and to hear about their excitement, even in the midst of this kind of funny time. Let's see what's happening over in Argentina and get Ashley's take on the possibility of a spring semester. Personally, I think it's going to be very hard to bring students down and ask them to live in a homestay. Uh, I think that's probably going to be their biggest barrier to overcome is the majority of 
the homestay families are single older women. And when they say older, that's like 60 plus. And that's, you know, a vulnerable population. So I think that's probably going to be the biggest barrier for IP to overcome is just figuring out where they're going to house students if they do decide to bring them in the spring. They're obviously hopeful. They're making preparations and they're doing what they can. But I think there's a lot of different factors about BA that's going to make it exceptionally difficult to get students back on the ground. Now here's Travis Hill Weber, the current BA program director. Well, it, it depends on the guidance from both Argentina and the guidance from California. So we we kind of evaluate the guidance from both the local the local context and California. I mean, in, in many ways, we want to mirror what we're doing in in Malibu. But if something in Argentina requires us to, to do something differently, then we might have to alter that a little bit. We do have things on the calendar to start working on um, any accommodations that we need for the classrooms, whether it be plexiglass or something else. Um, the only the only other thing I'd say is that you know we're hoping and working toward having students again. Um, you know we love to have students with us and in the classrooms on the patio, um, sharing asado on Thursday. So we're looking forward to having students again. When we talked to Ashley, who spoke with the BA program director, she said things in BA seem to remain in a pretty hard lockdown, more so than Heidelberg and London. Travis says the city has been, like, feeling normal. Oh, we love Buenos Aires, and we are absolutely committed to being here. It's still the same great city um, that it's always been. The Argentine people are still hospitable and warm. So the city is... The city feels very open right now, although, you know, public transportation is still not available to the general public. Um, we have a plaza right outside of our apartment building and uh, it opens um, every day. And it's full of people, dogs, people sitting on their blankets. Uh, they're not sharing their mate, but they are sharing their blankets. I've been in contact with my madre, actually, and she's been keeping me updated on that side. And so it's mostly just police in the streets, and you have to have documentation proving that you're an essential worker or that you have a reason to be out of your house. I think one of the things that's interesting to me is we have, Argentina has had the longest quarantine of any country in the world so far, and yet the Argentine people are just as warm and hospitable. Um, there's a sense of, of valuing and prioritizing community um, and what we need to do collectively um, as a community, as a country, um, in order to work through this. I mean, the, the challenges are real. The challenges are, um, are certainly there every day. Um, some shops and restaurants are closing at the same time as you know, new restaurants and, and new shops are opening. Thinking about all three of these programs, something that's been on my mind is what is happening to all the staff and faculty who work at each broad location. Typically, these people are locals from the various cities of the programs. And now that students aren't there, do they still have a job? 
When asked about the status of the workers, here's what each director had to say in the order of Heidelberg, London, and then BA. Pepperdine has been very generous. I don't want to go into too many details, but people are cared for. Um, we've had a couple, a, a few staff members that have been put on furlough through the government's furlough scheme. And so like our, um, our cleaners, our house staff has been furloughed for this time since, um, since we don't have any students in the house. It's Travis and there's two assistant directors, um, Tati and Maria, and they're both still working and going to the CASA as they can. Tati lives in the city with her family and Maria lives a little outside. So they have weekly check-ins, Travis said and they're staying in contact as much as they can. There's a couple different house staff that work there. So Miguela, Claudio, Lily, they're all on staff. They're still working from home right now. So they're getting paid, but I don't think they've had access to the CASA other than those who live there. pandemic has truly brought so many unknowns to the world. Our own campus is no exception to what feels like endless questions being met with continuous uncertainty about the future. As teachers await the return of their students at all of Pepperdine's locations and a return to some sense of normalcy, likewise students, faculty, and the rest of the world, it seems, does the same. There's a lot that we take for granted with IP. Um, I know the university, it's a large source of revenue. It's one of the biggest pulls for admission. There's a lot of things that we just kind of assume about Pepperdine because our IP program is so big. And I think it's going to really cause us all to reevaluate why we're here at Pepperdine, what we're looking for from the Pepperdine experience, and also just what Pepperdine is able to offer us if they're not able to offer IP. Stay tuned for more coverage of the other Pepperdine IP programs. <laughs>